I'm just saying, if physical energy could be turned into thermal energy, how hard would I have to punch a chicken in order to cook it? Welcome to the In Society Podcast. I am John Dennis. I am Amanda Jensen. Lauren Buchanan. Rice AMA. And we're going to be talking about our books that we actually read for the past, what, what can I say, four months? I should say five months. And let's, we're going to start off with Rice So, Rice what is the name of this book? Sharon G. Flake. How did you manage to find this book? Um, it was recommended when I was looking when I the last book that I read, and it was under the recommended section on the website. Already. Um, so, what is the general premise? But don't spoil anything. Okay. So, basically, there's this young girl her name is raspberry and she's obsessed with making money and she became obsessed because when she was younger she was homeless with her mom and they were living in a van so they were always found on the street like begging for money um she would do anything legal that she could to earn money such as washing cars selling candy skipping lunch or cleaning houses and um she saved up so much money so far that she had almost $600 spread out throughout her room. And her goal was to save up to buy a house for her and her mom, for them to be safe and not have to worry about money issues. Um, so at school when she was selling chocolate, it was most of the time bad candy, so like kids would get sick and then get mad at her and want a refund, but she would say no refunds. And then the next day she sold um, candy hearts and then the principal found out that more kids were getting sick, so the principal told her mom about it and said that she would be suspended if um, she kept selling. So um, her mom was always working, um, which made Raspberry always want to be working too. So she had to come up with a different way to earn money. Um, I guess she feel, um, she found a way she heard people over um, talking about cleaning houses, like that earns money. So she tried to convince her friends to like clean houses with her, but they all said no. But one of her friends, Janae, bought her boyfriend a jacket that was like $200, but she took the money from her grandfather, so she needed to pay the money back. So she told Raspberry, yes, she wants to work in the house to clean it to earn money. And they each got $50 at first, but since Janae owed, Ra- owed Raspberry the money, she said that she would give her the money, but then after they got it, she said, never mind, I want to keep it. But when they went back to the house and set the money down, Raspberry took the money because it was hers anyways, but really that's still kind of stealing. And um, I guess when they went back to school, um, she found out that Janae had been calling her a thief, and they told her mom. And they told Raspberry's mom, and so she got in so much trouble about that. And what, so she's walking home from school one day, and she runs into a guy, a business guy, and he offers, like, he runs a 
car wash and he offers her a job but she knows that her mom probably wouldn't want her to do that or not allow her but when she gets home they see that their their apartment had been robbed so now she has to figure out a way like what they're gonna do next so you have to like read to find out how or if they get their house finally on their own and that's the that's the general story so far yes how much money the business could get you actually that really reminds me twice why out here why so how long is the book actually it's about 200 pages so it shouldn't be it shouldn't take any of us too long to actually read it so if you were to pick all out of all the characters in there, which one stood out to you the most? I would say the main character, Raspberry, because she was hardworking and determined to make this money for her and her mom so that they didn't have to worry about what their next move was or how they were going to get food for dinner and things like that. Okay, so the genre of this is nonfiction, am I correct? Yes. Did, did you enjoy it, actually? Yes. That's what I hope. That's what I hoped. Uh, what lessons did you learn or did you see inside that book, if um, any? I learned that you have to work harder for the things you need, and if you want, it's not just going to come from, come to you. And this book showed me different, a different perspective of how people live. That. Um, you have to appreciate what you have and not be greedy. That is, that is very, very true, especially in today's world. Yes. That's why it's called the In Society Broadcast. Um, the author, what was, it, what, was, what was the name of the author again? The author was Shannon G. Flake. Shannon G. Flake. Okay. move on to the next book, Lauren. Mm-hmm. How do you do today? Fine. Alright, uh, what is the... So, and now we're going to ask the questions to Bracea is going to ask Lauren. So Lauren, what was the name of your book? It was called Johnny Tremaine. Um, who was it by? Esther Forbes. Um, was it a really long book or is it short? Um, it was around like 270 pages or so. So, what happens in this book? Well, it starts with a boy at boarding school named Johnny, and a lot of the kids don't like him because he's kind of like an outcast, Mm -hmm. and he gets picked on a lot and, like, neglected and everything. But, like, one day he finds this locket, and it, like, he discovers something that other people haven't seen before because he discovers, like, a cove or something. In that cove, there are like different, like, like valuables in a way, mm-hmm. and nobody understands like where he got that from. So once he brings it back to the boarding school, a lot of the kids start to like suck up to him because they want what he has. Right. And like every time he goes there, like everyone tries to follow him, and eventually he becomes the most popular boy in the boarding school. So does he let these people who, does he realize that they're trying to suck up to him? I mean, he 
does somewhat, but at the same time, he's willing to have them do so because, right. you know, he wants friends. Oh, yeah. He wants some attention now. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anything else happen after that? I mean, like, basically, the whole thing was like a trap in a way. Mm -hmm. So, like, at the end, something, I mean, like, it was all like a facade in a way because it means, like, I mean, there was something bad that happened at the end. Like, I kind of forgot, but, <laughs> you so, know. I guess we have to redefine it out. Mm -hmm. um, what part of the book made you question the most? Um, I feel like it was the part where um, he found the cove because nobody knows where it came from. Because they live, like, near the ocean in a way, mm -hmm. but nobody's ever seen it before except for him. So I was like, where did he find it? If you could swap lives with any of the characters, who would it be? Um, I feel like I'd swap lives with probably his friend, like his best friend, um, William, because, I mean, he's loyal and everything, and he seems to have everything together. He has a lot of knowledge and everything, so I feel like... Was he his best friend, like, beginning to, where he was an outcast, yeah, or did he it was. come later? So he's one of the originals. Yeah. Um, so why did you choose this book? Because um, I read it in 8th grade, so, I mean, why not read it again? And mm -hmm. I just thought it would be, like, a good thing to reread to find more meaning in it. So. Right, you always learn more if you read mm -hmm. it again. Um, remind me, what's the genre of this book? It's fiction. change anything about this book what would you change um, I feel like I changed the length of it because like a lot of the kids when we read it in class like they got bored of how long it was um, so it's too long so yeah I guess all right um, next we have Amanda Who is the author? Well, what's the title of this book? Okay, my book was Want to Go Private. And who's the author? The author was Sarah Lipman. How long is the book? Um, it's about 350 pages. How did you discover it? Um, I was in Target when I read a book and I was scrolling through the books and I, this one caught my eye. Do you relate to this book on a personal level? What is the book mainly about? Um, okay. So it's about a child predator that this girl, this girl Abby meets online. And so it's the, the book is separated into three parts. The first part is from her perspective. The second part is from her family's perspective. And then the third part goes back to her. So in part one, it's, introduces all the characters. It introduces Abby and her best friend, um, Faith. Wait, what age level are they at? They're freshmen in high school. So, her and her best friend are about to start high school together, and Abby is a very shy, she has a lot of anxiety, and doesn't, doesn't, like, really know how to socialize, and, like, her mm -hmm. old school is very small, so she had, like, all of her friends that she knew, and now she's going to a public high school, and it's, like, you know how big those can get. 
so like her first day, she's really nervous. Her and um, Faith have no classes together, and she just kind of like puts herself in a shell and like doesn't really talk to anyone. And there's this online game called, but it's like you create an avatar and you can like go online and like talk to other people. And she like says this is like a way to like connect online and like she can actually be social like without, cause like you can like talk to other people in like, like a town, I guess. And so she meets this guy and his name is like Blue Sky. His like avatar name, but his actual name is Luke. And he, they start chatting, and she kind of, she first like doesn't really think about it. She's like, why is someone like messaging me on here? So he's just like, hey, how are you? Like just like the normal questions. And then she goes on with her day and like closes her computer and like doesn't think about him. Uh-huh. And so she'll go to school. She like tries out for theater, but then she like faints on the stage, and so everyone like knows her as like the weirdo that like fainted on the stage trying out for uh, her whatever she did. And so she goes back home and like goes back onto this gaming thing, and she sees that Luke has messaged her again, and he's kind of being more like, "Oh, you're so beautiful, like don't let anyone treat you like that." And there's this guy at school that she has a crush on. And he like cannot seem to get her name right, and like he cannot remember her. And they've gone to school for like ten. Like she knew him in the past. Wait, does anybody know about no her? One knows, this? No, no, no one knows. No one knows that she's so talking. Does her best friend know? No. So she starts to. She was a very good student. Like always got good grades. Always was like nice to her parents. Like she was like a good, a good person. And then when she started talking to Luke, she started losing like. She was getting bad grades, she was like talking back to her parents because all she was doing was like sitting on her phone and like being her computer, yeah. So they just keep getting closer and closer and then her parents like finally get enough of her like always on social media so they take her phone away from her and they take her computer but she goes to school and she goes on the computer at school and she like messages Luke and she's like, my parents took everything from me, like, I'm sorry if I'm not responding, and he goes, what's your address? I'll send you a phone. So, (laughs) so he sent her a phone in the mail, and so then they started talking again, and he would, like, ask for pictures from her, like, of herself, not clothed, and then he sent those out, and they got around the school, and, like, her parents found out. Do you think that she thought anything was wrong by sending this random guy? Well, she, like, he would, he was, like, it's called grooming. He was grooming Mm -hmm. her, like, slowly. Like, he was making her feel haunted. And so she was, they thought, she was, like, I'm in love with this guy. Like, they would say, I love you. And then he eventually got to the point where he's, like, do you want to meet in person? And she was, like, yeah. And she's 14 years old. And he told her, he's, like, "I'm, I'm 21. Like, he told her in the messaging app. And she was like, okay, so then she sneaked out of her house, she snuck out of her house, and she got on a bus, and she was, like, planning this whole thing in her head, like, how's it gonna be, what's gonna happen, and then she gets to her friend Samantha's house, where she's meeting Luke, and he gets there, and he's nothing what, like, he looked like, where he's not the age, but she still is, like, so in love with him, she's like, it's okay, like, I still love you. 
actually, or was that his real age? No, he was like, I think he was like in his 30s or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and she's this 14-year-old freshman. I was like, okay, you need to know someone's up by now. Right. So she gets in the car, and then it doesn't like like mention anything about when he took her. It's just goes to part two, and then part two is like her family's. It's like the smallest part, so it's just about how her family is like, it's our fault, like we should have known Abby was doing this, like how could she do that? And like her friend Faith is totally like destroyed. She has a sister, Lily, and her sister's like blaming everything on Abby. She's like, she should know better than that. And then right. her dad completely takes it out on Abby. And like the family's just falling apart by now. And then uh, Abby comes back home, and that's in part three, and it goes from her perspective now. And it's about her, it starts off with her coming home and then her parents make her see a therapist. And they're kind of like in a, um, in a shrink's room. And it's just about how she just kind of like doesn't want to talk about it because she feels, because everyone at school knows that she had left with this predator. So part three is after she had this whole experience with him yeah. and her family got her back. So, in therapy, right? Yeah, so they're just like sitting in this like therapy <laughs> office, and then the dad can't look at the daughter. They're all like, the mom is the only one who's kind of like, Abby, it's okay, like, right. we're here for you. But the others are like, Abby, you're an idiot. <laughs> and the dad's like, we've talked about this so many times. Like, I send you to schools where they have like these big assemblies talking about sexual predators online, so you shouldn't do that. And like she was just like, he just was so nice to me and I had no one to talk to at home. So she kind of like flipped it on the family in a way, but also kept it like, it, I'm sorry, like I am stupid. And then, so at the end, you'll have to figure out what happens. And then, yeah, so it's kind of mean. That, 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 that comes to show that, that that's how society has come. Yeah, I know, it's scary. Was, actually, it was actually more scary. Was there um, a lesson that, what's the biggest lesson that you learned? Not to talk to strangers online and meet them in person. Right. <laughs> Don't send pictures of yourself to random people. Um, do you think you would read anything else by this author? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, probably not because the book was kind of boring. It was very slow. And just, just part one was all about her just on the computer talking to this kid and I had like the chats you could read. And it was just, like it was good in the beginning and then it just kept going on and on and on. And like so, you kind of knew how it was going to end. Anyway. So you could change it in any way. The, uh, the, the premise of the story. I would go in more detail, like keeping her point of view when she went with me. And show more of that side of the story, but because it really didn't show any, it just like got her in the car and then it went to her family's perspective. But yeah. All right. Uh, what was the genre of this book actually? Um, nonfiction or like drama or drama? Horror? No. No, it can't be horror. <laughs> no. It can't be horror. No, it was like yeah. <laughs> okay. So. What was the name of your book? <clears throat>
The name of my book is called Why We Lost. This book, Why We Lost. Who was the author of this book? Uh, Lieutenant General Daniel Bolger. Bolger. How did you discover it? I actually have uh, one, one of the United States history teachers actually gave me this book and told me to read it because he told me that it's a it's an in, very interesting reading. And so far it is. Did you relate to it in any way? Mm, like, well, I mean, since this is on, on the account of, of two different wars, I would not think so. Except for one thing which I really don't want to talk about right now. So what is this book about? So this book is actually about Lieutenant General Daniel, Lieutenant General Daniel Borger's um, view, and actually when he fought in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, and actually he did not fight in the um, Afghanistan wars; he fought in the Iraq wars. Um, so, th so this book was basically about the, uh, the the infantry divisions and the uh, paratrooper divisions and all the. Uh, to put, to, put it, to put it more simpler, instead of using uh, military terminology, the army and how they kept how they kept advancing to stop the war on terrorism and trying to find um, what's his name? Well, supposedly the the one who ordered the attacks on uh, on the twin towers. I keep forgetting his name. Basically, Al Qaeda. Okay. Wait, for this author, like, what perspective is this book written? Um, more, more of a third-person perspective. Although it would have been better if it was a first-person perspective. So is the author writing the book? Is he has he experienced the war? Yes, he's actually been in the war before. And also, you know, so something that I've learned from here is that when uh, when the United States went to war against Al Qaeda. Al-Qaeda was in Iraq and Afghanistan, but when the United States um, just acted nice, just asked um, Iraq and Afghanistan nicely, they could just come into their country and just um, get rid of these terrorist groups, they would not, so they have to use some, use a brute force in order to get in there. Uh, let's just say the Americans were suppressed with, with all different types of weapons. They're not even smart as well. They were not even smart. Pretty much all our tanks are gone. <laughs> Troops gone. Right. Gone, 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 gone. So it was pretty. So it was pretty much. A, so it was pretty much a a, a, a a wild goose chase because Al Qaeda. To, to, because to be honest, Al Qaeda. I think it was a really, really good organization in a tactical way. Not 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 only they can make the Americans fall for like any sorts of traps. Uh, but also, but also even use some really old weapons, like for example the famous assault rifle, the AK-47, which, which which the version the Al Qaeda has. It was it's a really old version. What was the most interesting thing? I guess the most interesting thing when they go into the cities and fight. Always want to go when they go into the city and fight because those are the always the, the most suspenseful events. Did you enjoy the genre of the book? Yeah, I actually did enjoy enjoy this book. It's actually way more interesting than I thought it would be.
if you could change anything about the book, what would it be and why? I would have to say, if Sudan, had, if, actually not Sudan, if Saudi Arabia did not strict the citizenship of the of the um, of the person who ran the um, Al Qaeda, Osama, Osama bin Laden. That, that's that's the name of the guy. Yeah. If if Saudi Arabia had not stricken the citizenship of of uh, Osama bin Laden, he would not even started the war in the first place. Right. So while you're sitting down reading the book, what kind of things do you want to eat while you're reading it? I don't know why somebody would ask that. <laughs> like, like how, how does the book make you feel? Like, do you want to eat popcorn or like a lollipop no. or like? No. Does it give you like a Some sweet tea. feeling or like? Here's the thing about this book. Here's the thing. This is about a war. It's nothing. It's nothing good about a war, unless it puts a, unless it puts, but it's a movie like Saving Ryan or. I mean, if you're that super interested in it, might be. Um, I, I usually don't have that types of behavior. So you wouldn't eat anything. No. It seems like a pretty long book. How long is this? Four hundred and. 36 pages. Um, do you think that's a good length, or was it too short, or do you think I think I think, I think it's a good length, because at, in this entire book, it shows the details on how everything worked, what the army guys were doing, what the tanks were supposed to be doing, with, especially with the Abrams and the Bradleys, what, what they were supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and also with, when, when it comes to the Air Force as well. So you learned a lot about it? Yes. I learned a whole lot about um, U.S. Army tactics, which I might have to say, vulgar should have been put into court martial by now, but for some odd reason, nope. Alright, John, well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. And thank you for listening, Miss McGinnis. We hope you enjoyed our book talk on problems in society. Have a good day.